WTL, where's the line? I'm your host, Andy Class, and joined by Jabron. Oh, the <laughs> Parlay Pounder. You got it. We're back. This is Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. And we got a full slate here. This oh, yeah. is a very fun time of the year for yes. your run of the mill sports better, pro better, whoever you are. Yep. Let's start things with the NBA okay. playoffs. Game six. Boston Celtics, 76ers. That is tonight, 6.30 Central Standard Time on ESPN. Philadelphia leads this series 3-2. to two. Game 5 was won by Philadelphia in Boston. Kind of a letdown, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. 115-103. Yeah, Andy. The Celtics on their own floor had their worst shooting performance of the series in yeah, Game 5. Only scoring 103 points. That is unheard of for this Boston Celtics team, <laughs> especially at home. There was, you know, little offense outside of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. You know, those yeah, are yeah. they're two yep. all-stars yep. anyways, but they combined for uh, 60 points. They got to get a lot more out of those mm-hmm. role players, yeah. uh, you know, just in general. 60 points is not going to hack it for these guys, but th- those other guys got to push it if they want to keep up with the likes of Joel Embiid and James right. Harden on the other side. If you remove the dynamic duo from the mix, Boston just shot... 13 of 40 from the floor. Ooh, that is just ouch. 32% from the floor. So with Hang big with their big men, their guards, and all that kind of stuff, that is a terrible percentage yeah. of uh, 32.5%. So uh, I do look for them to, you know, kind of bounce back in this one because, you know, their life's on the line. They right. don't play right. again if Embiid comes and, you know, squashes their dreams right here. That's mm-hmm. why I do believe that um, this is heading back to Boston. That it's heading back to Boston for Game Seven. Ooh. Best uh, best two words in sports is Game Seven. So yeah, and this this series has really kind of gone back and forth. Like yeah, uh, we thought all right, Philadelphia stole one in Boston. Here we go. But then yeah. Boston came back. They got one in Philadelphia. So this has kind of been back and forth here for sure. And you know, at at a moment in time during the season uh, series, Andy, I really thought that Boston might just blow them out the rest of the series. Well, yeah, there's been some lopsided scores, and that's kind of where I was going to just because. I didn't know if James Harden is going to be the James Harden of old, you know, mm-hmm. the playoff mm-hmm. busters, they would have called him back in the day. But Joel Embiid looks like he's on, but it really looks like James Harden, fear the beard, during the playoffs is, you know, hitting on all cylinders. You know, that game five, Embiid, as you mentioned, he came out 33 points, For seven sure. rebounds. It was also kind of the Tyrese Maxey game. Mm-hmm. He had seven rebounds and 30 points. He poured in 30. Exactly. Harden shifted gears. Remember, he had that huge game, yep. game one, without Embiid. Uh, only 17 points, but he had 10 assists. That shows me that maybe James Harden has found something. He's always got those assists, yeah. but he always fills up the score sheet as well. Yeah. You know, he always pours in his. Uh, now you're seeing maybe another side of him where he's like, look, I got to start winning playoff games. Yeah. I got to start winning playoff series. So I really like that dynamic, that gear that I feel like Philadelphia has found right now. No, you're totally right, Andy. And if they want to close the series out, they have to do it tonight because if it gets <laughs> back to Boston in game seven, that is a total destruction yeah, move yeah. for the Sixers because that building yeah. will be rocking. Yep. We all know how Boston sports are oh, yeah. uh, in the garden. That's going to be yep. tough to take them down in Game 7. So the 76ers' best chance is to win tonight. Yep. I just don't think they're going to do it. I think we're going to have huge games from Jason Tatum. 
Marcus Smart is going to step up big, right? Put his defensive stamp on this game. Mm-hmm. So I got the Celtics winning one sixteen to one eleven. It's going to be close. Yeah, it's okay. going to be close. But my best bet, Andy, is take that over two fourteen total points because mm. that's going to happen. It has to, right? Yes, if Boston, it does. like you said, it has to happen if Boston wants to win this game. And you already mentioned it. Tatum with thirty six points. Yeah. The stars really shown there in Game Five. Uh, Brown with twenty four. Um, but where they got beat, and this is just. Back to the basics. Back to the basics. Back to the basics. Yep. They lost on the boards. No doubt. They were out-rebounded 49-36. to 36. Woo! I mean, the, 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 there you go. Your second chance points. Yeah. Philadelphia figured it out, dominated the boards, and really, that's I, that was the difference. Everything else, if you look up and down that box score. Yeah, that it's box, even. It's even across. It is. It, it's very, very even, except for... Rebounding that rebounds, and I mean that we talk about it in high school, we talk about it in college. <laughs> the same rings true for the big boys. Yeah, no, Andy, and that's that's definitely true, and that's a lot of the MVP coming out with Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. That's a big, you know, part of his game. But yep. uh, like you said, Celtics got a battle back here. Taking the over though at the two fourteen uh, mark is the best bet. No brainer. After okay. all, it's the number that the Celtics and 76ers have cleared four times this series, mm. including each of the last three matchups. The over is also 5-0 and in Boston's previous five road games, Ooh. as well as 4-2 and in Philadelphia's last six played in May. So this is a no-brainer. Over. Hit that over. That's the best bet of tonight. Smash that over. Any <laughs> player props? You, you like to wait till it gets a little closer to tip, but any of them that you've kind of been thinking about or you're, you're keeping your eye on? Yeah, no no doubt, Andy. And, uh, I mean, you got you got to look... You gotta look no further than Jalen Brown over twenty four and a half points. I think that is kind of a lock. Uh, I just think he's gonna come out, show the to. alpha dog, yeah. uh, and you know Tatum's gonna get his. Tatum's gonna be anywhere from twenty five to thirty, but Jalen Brown's going yeah. to, I think, push it a little more and yeah. try and be the top dog in this okay. this uh, closeout game. So I really like Jalen Brown. Over 24 and a half. You know, you do this quite often, Jabron, where you, you sell yourself on one thing, and it's good logic, right? Yeah. You're going to hit that over. But if you're going to get to that over, you're going to have to have Jalen Brown. So rather than hedging, maybe yeah. going somewhere else, you're, you're like doubling down, like Jalen Brown and the over. Yeah, give, I give think they're both me. going over, so I'll, I'll parlay them both together. I like that. I like, hey, that's confidence. That's betting with confidence. <laughs> Should we head on out west? Let's do it. Another game six. Yep. Denver Nuggets going to Phoenix to play the Suns. That's going to be your nightcap. 9 o'clock tip-off Central Standard Time on ESPN. Denver leads this series 3-2. to two. And this game has really gone back and forth. It has. Everyone's been holding a home court home down. Court. And you said that a couple weeks ago, that Phoenix plays well at home. Yep. Uh, and they've, they've played really good against Denver throughout this entire season yes. at home. No doubt about uh, it. They, I think they've lost every single game, maybe, in Denver. Yes. Or it's, not, it's pretty close to that. Yeah. Uh, they haven't had much success out there. Um, on the road, but at home they figured out they found a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, game five, Denver won at home in Denver, one eighteen to one oh two. Jokic, what? the goat. I mean, triple double <laughs> once again, climbing the all time ranks. Uh, did you see his post game interview? That was pretty funny. It's just what it is every time. Just yeah, no, no emotion, no yeah. nothing. Twenty nine yeah. points, yeah. twelve assists, thirteen rebounds, and you know Shaq's part of the panel there. Yeah. And he goes, "Oh, was Shaq on that list?" And yeah, Shaq's like, "No, I wasn't." You know that. <laughs> you know that. He knew that. No, just the same. He had fifty three points the other night, and they lost. And they were trying to ask him about. It. He said, "I don't care." 
Yeah. I don't care. We yeah. lost the game. Uh, all I care about is yeah. winning. 53 points, still no emotion. Yeah, Murray uh, had 19 points. Porter Jr. had his 19. Yep. We didn't get that kind of performance out of those guys. But Bruce Brown Jr., yeah. 25 points. Much like we said, it was kind of <clears throat> uh, Tyrese Maxey kind of stole the show for yeah. uh, Philadelphia. This was kind of Bruce Brown Jr.'s moment in these playoffs, scoring 25 points, really creating that separation. And I've said it all season, Jabron. When Bruce Brown Jr. goes for 25 or more, <laughs> the you, Nuggets you're done. win. You're done. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's all about, and, and that's the great thing about this Nuggets team is there is no ego. They don't right. care where the points come from. Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, yep. like you said, Bruce Brown, they're all shooters, and guess what? They're all wide open because Joker yep. takes so much heat in the post. And, and Jamal Murray, yep. that one two game, they yep. wi- wide open lanes for everybody. As long as their guys, yeah. their outside shooters are hitting, they're really tough team to beat. They really and it's a double-edged sword with Jokic because not only is he a threat to score from anywhere. Yeah. Uh, he's a phenomenal passer. 12 assists that last game. Triple dub. Yep, hit that triple dub so he can find his shooters <clears throat> as well. Do you got a best bet on this yeah, one? Yeah, for what? sure. And and I do I do believe the Suns hold home court here. Okay. I think KD and Booker come out with just electric performances here. Mm-hmm. They're no they're not shying away. No. They're you know none no, of that. No. Nope. KD is one of the best to ever do it. So fortunately for Suns fans, they have a better shooting performance at Footprint Center in Phoenix. Uh, and on top of that, the Suns have defeated, like you said, the Nuggets in each of their last five encounters at home. So yeah. uh my best my you know I am betting the Suns. That's gonna be. I think that is gonna hit. But my best bet of the night, Andy, is Devin Booker over thirty-one and a half points. I don't Ooh. see Devin Booker having any issues hitting this over. Uh, it, it just not only has he hit the over in six of his last nine games, but he's also averaging thirty-eight point eight points over his past five home games in the Jeez. playoffs. So this guy's gonna get close to forty, <laughs> especially. In a you know elimination point right here, thirty two points. That's easy for him. He's going to get forty. Lock that in. What is the line set at right now? Uh, as in for the Nuggets, uh-huh. I believe. Give me one sec. Give me one sec. It was it was uh, three and a half is three what I'm half. looking at. Okay, for Phoenix half. to cover. Like I said, I don't know if I like that so much because I believe it's going to go right down to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But that Devin Booker over is going to hit because they have no chance yeah. of winning if him and KD don't step up and really put points on the board. So well, Devin's going to have 31.5. He had a good game 5-2. He had 28 points on the road in 41 minutes. Durant played 42 minutes, yeah. had uh, 26 points and 11 rebounds, 7 assists. So he had a complete game. Uh, you kind of feel like KD is turning back into the KD right. of old, and, right? And those guys didn't play a majority of the fourth quarter because it was it was already over. So literally those guys put up those kind of points mm-hmm. in three quarters of, you know, basketball. So literally they they're, they're just going to go off. It's just the way playoff basketball goes. Home 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 home. Yeah. And yeah. then really game 6 and uh uh game 7 will and this is heading back to, to Denver. Denver. I, I do like how this series has stayed a little closer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, unlike the Celtics and Philadelphia um, 76ers, where you don't know if you might get a blowout here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this this one's been, even though 118-102, you know, that Denver felt like they had it in hand. For sure. Um, but I, I agree with everything you're saying there. I, I do think it's going to go back to Denver. Um, hard to argue with Devin Booker, yeah. spider what he's been able to do throughout the playoffs. Uh, I mean, 
I, I wish it was in the 20s, like 28 or 29, <laughs> that 31. He, he wouldn't be uh, the, the guy of, is if that's the case, especially uh, at home. Man, so. that's kind of stretching it there. But <laughs> All righty, all right. Let's take a minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners, and that is the Nebraska Brewing Company. We've been enjoying the smooth, easy drink in Ale Storm, the official beer of Omaha's AAA baseball team. Precisely crafted with Pilsner malt and Sterling hops, making it the perfect summer baseball beer. Don't go anywhere. This is WTL. And welcome back, everybody, to WTL. Where's the line? Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. I'm your host, Andy Klassen, joined by Gibran, the Parlay Pounder. <laughs> you got it. And you knew we couldn't go a week without some UFC. You know it. And this is a special one, UFC Fight Night yeah. in the Spectrum Center out in Charlotte, um, and we got a guy from Omaha, Nebraska yeah. on the main card. Anthony Co-main Smith, Mr. Yes. Lionheart himself. Lionheart. We're going to be breaking that one down. But let's start with the welterweight bout. Yeah. That is the number 15 contender, Daniel Rodriguez, taking on a young man out of Ireland, Ian Gary. And Gary is your favorite at minus 285. Yeah, Andy, and, and that's kind of a wide range right now. You can see him anywhere from minus 350 to minus 250 right now. So shop that around okay. if you're big on Gary. But, um, you know. He's undefeated right now. He professional is. record. 11 and 0. He is. And there's a lot of. You know, there's a lot of hype behind, quote-unquote, the future is what they call them. The card on Saturday, you know, it's a very interesting matchup right now because when, you know, a gritty striker, Daniel Rodriguez, battles, you know, the Irish stud, the prophet, (laughs) Ian Gary, the future, uh, this is going to be Gary's biggest tough Toughest, you know, no, fight up fight, to this yeah, point. You yep. know, the the American certainly has the skills to win this bout, but at 36, it's much more likely that Gary's youth and athleticism will win the mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, su- suffering a second straight loss in the octagon in his first TKO of his career. So I really got uh, Gary, you know, Take I think care of business. I think he's going to get him in the second round here, Andy, and I think he's going to get him by TKO, which is if you're looking for better odds on, you know, just the minus 300, which is, uh-huh. you know, not a, you know, not good. G- Ian Gary to win by TKO, TKO or DQ is minus 200 right now. So, oh, that is some a good a little better. You know, some good uh value right there. So, that's what I would go in that fight. Uh, I think Ian Gary brings it brings it down. You know, just the side-by-side and during the weigh-ins, Rodriguez looks heavier. He looks like a bigger dude, but he's not. He's only 170 compared to the future, who's 180. It's that two-inch difference. And just the the body type uh, between the two two young guys here. For sure. Daniel getting a little older, a little long in the tooth. Yeah. Uh, but he has a phenomenal record. For 17 sure. and 3. It's just those, you know, last couple of losses haven't looked that good. And we, we mentioned it all the time. One guy is going one way up the rankings, the other guy is going down. And Rodriguez is just barely old on ranked 15th right now. Yeah, for sure. And this is exactly how the UFC does it. You know, and it and good on them because 
they're giving a really good, you know, prospect to Rodriguez yeah. here. If he yeah, wins yeah. this fight against Gary, he's right back in the top ten. Yep. But they're really just laying yeah. out the red carpet for Ian Gary to break into the rankings, mm-hmm. which I believe is going to happen pretty easily for him in the second round with a knockout. All right, so I'm going to have to agree with you there. Uh, look at Gary, but shop it around because yeah. that number does have some volatility it does. to it. All right, now this one, we're in for a banger here. We are. And we're not just saying it. This is the co-main event. Yep. Out of the Spectrum Center featuring Lionheart Anthony Smith, the young man out of Nebraska, number five contender in the world, taking mm-hmm. on Johnny Walker, not the bourbon, the Brazilian. <laughs> the Brazilian. Who's also in the rankings, ranked at uh, number seven contender in yep. the world. This is so tight. The book I'm looking at has them both at a minus 110. That's a what it is. Straight up toss-up. That's what it is. It's a straight yep. up toss-up. Like you said, this is a fantastic matchup, Andy, in the in the light heavyweight realms. Yeah, uh, yeah, you yeah. got former Titled challenger Anthony Smith Lionheart, just like you said, mm-hmm. has fought the best of them. Went toe to toe with John Jones, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Faces the always dangerous power striker of Johnny Walker. Yep. Smith is certainly a well more rounded fighter than the Brazilian, but mm-hmm. you know Walker has built that needed momentum with back to back wins coming into this fight. Yeah. So they real both of them got huge motivation for this. Anthony Smith still thinks he's in contention for a title fight sometime down the line, and he's yeah. going to have to beat Johnny Walker right here to yeah. prove that. Yeah. So while Smith has a lot more mileage on his body, like I would say after a long career in the sport, he has the better fight IQ in this matchup. Mm-hmm. Look for him to bring a measured approach early, get the bout down to the mat, and then dominate his opponent in route to what I think is going to be an a submission win for Anthony Smith. You know, that's a lot of what I've been hearing, uh, and it's not. I'm not just l- listening to local stuff. Yeah, uh, you know, I listen to a lot of different fighters, a lot of different podcasts, and everyone's saying there's more tools in the toolbox for Anthony Smith in this spot, and and he'll be able to go to that toolbox. Yeah. A lot of guys are saying they expect him to either submit or knock him out in the second round. Yeah, measuring him up in the first. Letting Johnny Walker walk into something and taking full advantage. Uh, I guess I'm not. I don't get scared uh, with the, the longevity as long as you take care of yourself. But yeah, that last fight we talked about with Enclave, he wasn't right. No, uh, it was obvious, and they came out and said it that He's yes, hurt. I was hurt in the second. Yeah, so everyone kind of gives them a pass on that. I don't know if. I can give him an easy enough pass because he is 36 and 17, his professional record. Yeah. You know, in and out of the UFC early on there. Now he's a mainstay. Uh, and, but like you said, everything is on the line here. It is. His whole career is on the line right now. He's been even, you know, being the backup fighter for some, you know, yeah. bigger fights, you know, some main card fights and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He's just wanted to get himself back in there. This is a huge opportunity for him because Johnny Walker is one of the best in the biz at this weight class. Now, mm-hmm. a couple, yeah, a couple nuggets I wanted to throw out. Out there, Anthony Smith to win by submission is in that plus three fifty right now. So that Ooh. is good value for what we are trying to say here. Yeah, but yeah. on the flip card of that, Andy Johnny Walker to win by KO is at a plus one forty. So you can see the bookmakers mm. think that is a very good possibility yeah, that Johnny Walker could knock him out. So that plus one forty is a you know spotlight at where the bookmakers think yeah. this is going to go. I don't think it's going to end that way. It definitely could. He's a huge striker, but I think Anthony Smith gets us down on the mat, wins by submission. That plus 350 is just looking me right in the face and saying, (laughs) take me, take me. But that's how close it's going to be because I think Johnny Walker is going to take that swing. If it connects, it could be a knockout very easily. But if it doesn't, Anthony Smith probably gets him in the submission either in the second or the third. Do you think this one – 
is going to go the distance, or you don't feel that just from what you said. You don't feel it's going to go three? No, I do I do not believe it, it will, just because these guys are doing two different things right now. Either mm-hmm. one's going to catch him with a huge punch, or one's going to get him on the mat, right. and Johnny Walker cannot survive on the mat with Anthony Smith. No. So it's either... A one knock, you know, yeah. knockout, or yeah. it's a it's a submission on the ground. So it just oh, this it, is gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a, gonna be a, be a lot one. of fun. <laughs> There's a reason it's one ten one ten. Yeah, yeah. It's split down the middle. Nobody really knows which way to go here. Yep. I'm backing our boy from Nebraska. Go Anthony Smith. Go Lionheart. Call me a homer on this one Let's too. Do it. I mean, and you can't be too far out of line when it's just a coin toss anyway. Exactly. So give I me agree. Lionheart, Anthony Smith. Yes, in the sir. Main event. Should we move on to the heavyweight bout? Let's do it. Main event. I got it. Rosenstruck, the number nine contender in the world, taking on Almadea, the number twelve contender in the world. He is the Brazilian. However, he is a huge. Huge favorite. I'm looking at a line here, money line of minus 490. Yeah, there. it's it's crazy, Andy. And, you know, they probably shouldn't have, you know, swap main events here. Probably should have had Anthony Smith, Johnny Walker, the two bigger names, yeah, I believe, yeah. in the sport. Yeah. They just didn't know if these guys were going to be ready to go. Rosenstrike is always, you know, one of the, you know, big... Per, <laughs> you know, big premier, one of the big premier, you know, yep. uh, heavyweights in, you know, in this era of UFC, but... I just believe that the book has it right here. The minus 490 that I'm looking at with Almaday is just, you know, it's too glaring. There's, yeah. I mean, obviously there's a way that Rosenstruck can get this done. But, well, sure. Um, He's 13-4. and four, Yeah. Is Rosenstruck. But after winning his first four UFC, you know, fights by knockout, which really, you know, turned the page for him and said, mm-hmm. hey, look at this guy, Rosenstruck's run in – uh, the company has been, you know, up and down as he constantly faces elite fighters. That's yeah. what's going to happen when you go four and zero. They're going to throw these big guys at you. Yeah. Now he will be looking to hold on to his spot in the top ten when he faces this red hot guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, and yeah. he, it just this guy's won twelve straight that he's fighting, and <laughs> and he's just, way more cut. I mean, you're looking at two thirty two to yeah. two sixty one at weigh in. Yeah, I mean, giving up thirty pounds, but the dude. Looks, he looks like an NFL tight end or linebacker. Exactly, and I he mean, has multiple ways to win this fight, Andy. And you know, and his foe having weakness in grappling, Rosenstruck is terrible at grappling. Mm-hmm. Look for him to continue <laughs> his hot streak. Get him on the ground. I believe this one ends in round one, Ooh, and wow. Rosenstruck doesn't make it out of the first round. So I believe the books have this right. There's not a lot of um, you Juice know on that, value yeah. Yeah. doing that, but. If you do want some sort of bet here, it would be due under one and a half rounds because I believe that's what is going to happen, but that's still at minus 210, Andy. I was going to say, that can't be that good either. It's, it's not. All righty, Mr. Parlay Pounder, do you got a parlay play for UFC Fight Night? I do. And and we talked about all of them. I got Ian Gary (laughs) to win by KO. I think that's the most likely KO of the night is Ian Gary gets it. That's at plus 200. Pair that with Anthony Smith at a minus 110 just to win. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have to submit. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have to knock him out. Just Anthony Smith to win at a minus 110. And then I just told you, under one and a half rounds with Rosenstruck at a minus 210. You put all three of those together, that's at a plus 745. Ooh. Putting 25 on this to win $211. There you go. There you go. The Parlay Pounder. Let's and do it. Let's pretty, go three for three. Pretty good. Pretty good one there. Well, let's take a quick <laughs> minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners, and that is the Stock and Rod Company, an outdoor lifestyle brand for those seeking adventure. Whether it's hunting, fishing, or hiking, 
They got you covered. Visit StockEnrod.com to get your wild game on. Don't go anywhere, folks. This is WTL. And welcome back, everybody, to WTL, Where's the Line, Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. I'm your host, Andy Klassen, joined by Jabron. <laughs> the Parley Pounder. You got it. You got it. Yes, sir. And we're off to a really good start here. NBA basketball, uh, UFC fight night yep. featuring on the co-main event, a guy out of Omaha, Nebraska. Nightheart. Anthony Smith. Now we also have a little bit of a, a Super Bowl kind of yeah. XFL championship game. The XFL Super Bowl. We've talked about the XFL on a couple of different occasions. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to dive right back into it. But um, I think the XFL as a whole has really worked out the way or what The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, yeah. one of the main owners, founders now, uh, the way he expected it to. For sure. You know, not big sellout crowds, but good crowds, Yeah, I would say. It's been good, you know, viewership and, you know, as good of crowds as you can expect for a semi-pro yeah. football thing. Yep. Um, but, you know, really having it on ESPN Plus and, you know, ESPN promoting it really, really mm-hmm. helps out. But it also helps that they have, you know— some ex-NFL players, some ex-really good college players to really right. promote this league. And, you know, uh, like you were just talking about right before we got on here, they've been offering some contracts and offering yeah. some camp visits and all that kind of stuff. So it, it's been really fun. It's a second chance for some of these guys. It's a first chance for some right. of these guys. Yeah. So it, it's really cool. A couple of the guys that I really want to talk about, Andy, is a couple of ex-Huskers. Chris Jones, standout defensive back for yeah. the Nebraska Huskers, played in the NFL for the Arizona Cardinals for a couple uh, seasons. He's on the Seattle Sea Dragons this year. Had 20 <laughs> tackles, 16 of those solo tackles, and four assisted tackles. I thought right. he played really good, especially for the Sea Dragons. Yep. And uh, you know he's probably going to get a call, you know, for a couple camps here. So congratulations to Chris Jones, ex Blackshirt. So you got to give it up to him. And then for my St. Louis BattleHawks, you know we <laughs> we fell short, didn't make it to the championship, uh, yeah, but yeah. Freedom Akin Muladun. Uh, yeah, Freedom, <laughs> you know, our ex-defensive line standout for the Huskers, yep. had 14 tackles, 7 solo, and he did register one sack this year. So, uh, you know, yep. he's probably going to get a call for some camps, too. Yeah. So uh, just really wanted to give a congratulations, a little shout-out to those ex-Huskers uh, in their first, you know, successful, you know, XFL league. Yeah, and, and the way that the XFL, this new XFL, is working as kind of a farm system. Yeah. For the NFL. The G League. Yeah, Yeah, the G League. They're working with the NFL. They're not trying to go head-to-head or anything like that. And it's given these young guys an opportunity, a second opportunity. You're talking about uh, some of these guys getting called up. Yeah, Uh, Gary Jennings, the running back for your your Battlehawks. Going to your Panthers. Going right from one of my teams to the other one, Andy. Got got invited to their fall camp here. So that, that to me, is proof that the XFL is working. And it's a good thing for these guys. Yeah, and I've heard that 
one player did leave Carolina, and he, I think he was a running back, so we oh, might yeah? need a little extra help <laughs> in that running back room. But no, uh, but like you said, let, let's get into this championship game a little bit. The XFL, like you said, successful 2023 season. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, I think, was thinking it might flop and all that kind of stuff. But no. like we said, with the big guys pushing it, you know, yep. ESPN and all that kind of stuff, it's yep. going to happen. But this game is between the Arlington Renegades and the DC Defenders, Andy. And the line's open. Up with the defenders as a minus six and a half. That's what I got. Gonna win by over a touchdown here. Uh, over under sitting at 48 points, Andy. 48? It's, mo- it's been on the move. I think it opened yeah. up around four, 46, 48. I, I believe yeah. so as well, but <laughs> sitting right now at 48. These two clubs took different routes to the big game, Andy, with Arlington yeah. often looking to be on the verge of being shut out of the postseason before sliding into the playoff with yeah. the help of a razor-thin Santonio San Brahma's loss in Week 10. Arlington mm-hmm. then convincingly dispatched the Houston Roughnecks in the South Division Championship to earn the right to face a defender's team in its narrow loss in Week 9. So, with all that being said, meanwhile, the defenders made uh, those close victories a trademark on their way to a 9-1 regular season record, Mm -hmm. then turned away the Seattle Sea Dragons by a 37-21 score in the North Division Championship to earn their rematch with the Renegades. Um, You know, it's it's the Renegades versus the defenders— And, you know, it's going to be a good game. At first blush, everyone's going to be piling on the defenders, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Because, you know, uh, Tamu, their quarterback, he's a dual-threat guy, so they get to run a little bit of that college look that you see in a lot of college. They also have the league's number one running back, and Abram Smith. Yeah. A guy with the most yards, most touchdowns, all that good stuff. Um, and you got to like the defenders' defense. I mean, it's in their name, right? Yeah, <laughs> they really limit the opposing offense. Uh, but the Renegades, it's a tale of two seasons for them. Really, yeah. They still only got a four and six record. It's crazy, Andy. You know, and the, the way that they were able to they knock just off, slid in there. Yeah, uh, but. Ever since they got Luis Perez over yes. from Las Vegas, no they doubt. have been a different team. He has added 100 yards just on the stat sheet alone. They make about 100 more yards per game. They also score six-plus more points yeah. per game. So he had a huge impact. Of course, he did being a quarterback, a good quarterback, and he fit the system, and they've been off and running since. So it's kind of like you're seeing one team that they're riding the hot hand. Yeah. Okay? And this is like it reminds me of a March Madness team. Where it you're is. Like, oh, you know— they're not going to beat Kansas, or they can't play against Kentucky. Well, they're they're shooting lights out right now, so look out. <laughs> yeah, no, and no I doubt. think that's what kind of what you're running into here. So I don't know. That's six and a half. I'm looking at Arlington, thinking you can you can you can cover. You can be yeah. within a touchdown, right? No, exactly, Andy. And that's what was going to be my best bet out of the out of the water. <laughs> the Renegades plus six and a half. That is a yeah. lock. This oh, is a championship a game, Andy, and they are riding the hot hand. Like you said, the Renegades uh-huh. appear to have enough on both sides of the ball to give the defenders, you know, another close battle at least. Despite its nine and one regular season record, DC finished the campaign with just a plus fifty eight point differential after recording six wins by a combined twenty two point margin of victory. In fact, the defenders' last three triumphs, including the Week Nine win over the Renegades, came by a combined four points. These guys yeah. are winning, but they're not winning by a lot of points here. Right? The Renegades are ready to take down these guys. Plus six and a half is the safest bet on the board right now. Renegades by plus six and a half. I, th- I think they might win the game, Andy. So it's interesting you mentioned that this is a rematch, and these teams just played a few yeah, weeks ago, um, and that that game was 
an odd ball game. DC defenders got way up. I mean, they were blowing them out of the water. They were. They took their foot off the gas. And then with all the ways that you can score points and you can go for it on fourth and 15. Yep. Three-point conversion, all that kind of stuff. The, the momentum just started rolling with Arlington, and they tied it up, pushed it to overtime. Yep. Where the defenders did get the better of them, 28-26, like you said, leading to those small uh, margins of victory. And if that holds true, and DC's not – Afraid, not scared to play yeah. in those close, close games. games. So there you go. That's within six and a half. No, Andy, and that and that's exactly what I'm saying. DC defenders will allow some points, uh-huh. but they will not they're not gonna break at the end of the game. They still got a really good yeah. defensive scheme. Yeah, yeah. Uh when, when you know, when it gets late in games, people get flustered. This defense will not break. It will bend, it won't break. I still believe the DC defenders win the game, but the Arlington Renegades are just riding the hot hand with Luis Perez right now that they're going to be within six and a half points. So that's where I'm at in it. And uh, DC defenders, champions of the XFL. DC defenders to win, but that money line, you know, might not have it's a minus <laughs> uh, yeah. 255. So that might be a, uh, not the juice you're looking for. For sure not. But. The Renegades to cover the six and a half. I think we both like that uh, quite a bit. Um, with that total going all the way up to 48 now, 48 and a half. Under. Yeah, you're going to go the under? I have to, Andy. I think that's I a, really think yeah. that these de- uh, both sides, you know, both defenses are pretty dang good. Uh, like we said about riding the hot hand and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I see this game shaping up to be about 23 to 20, one of those kind of games, 21, 22, something like that, with both teams just you know hovering there. So I really like the defenders to win this game, let's say 23 to 20 uh, defenders. And that is a Saturday kickoff. It's yep. going to be on ABC 8-7 Central Standard Time, yep. so be ready for that one. We're not leaving you hanging Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We got you game. We got games all over the place. Yeah. Games everywhere. We do. Should we take a quick minute to recognize one of our Let's do it. Let's partners. do it. Let me pull them up right here, and that is the Nebraska Brewing Company. We've been enjoying this smooth, easy-drinking ale storm, the official beer of Omaha's AAA baseball team, yes. precisely crafted with Pilsner malt and Sterling hops, making it the perfect summer baseball beer. Don't go in there, folks. This is WTL. And welcome back, everybody, to WTL, Where's the Line, Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. I'm your host, Andy Class, and joined by Jabron. Oh, the Parlay Pounder. You got it. Yes, sir. And we got to wrap it up with a little Major League Baseball. We have to. Final segment. We're going big. The big leagues. <laughs> the here. big leagues. Uh, do we want to do a little reminiscing here? Kind of, yeah. kind of call ourselves out. Well, the first know. thing that I wanted to get at, Andy, and I'll <laughs> yeah, I'll jump right on this sword. The Kansas City Royals. <laughs> we I think we all kind of knew that they're going to be bad in our, you know, pre-show, yes. you know, predating yes. the season. We kind of gave our thoughts on each of the local teams, the mm-hmm. Royals, the Twins, the Rockies, the yep. Cardinals, yep. Uh, the Cubs, all, the, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I knew that they were going to be bad, Andy. I really did. Yeah. I did not think they were going to be this bad. Well, they got 10, 11 wins. They got 11 <laughs> wins as of this recording. The, I mean, the Royals, to me, fall to the worst team in baseball spot. 
in the rankings after losing two of three to the Oakland A's at home over this past weekend. Aside from the offensive contributions from Salvador Perez, it's tough to find any positive in Kansas City right now. And what i got to call myself out on is I had this team winning over 68 and a half games. They got 11 right now. That ain't going to (laughs) happen. If you're losing to a team two out of three that's only won eight games, the athletics, you're not going to do very well. In those uh, over bets, yeah, and that's that's kind of been one of the overriding shock. And I've seen some articles about is like how yeah. many bad, like really bad teams there are in Major League Baseball. Yeah, it's like they figure out, hey, if we want another run at this, we got to tank. We got to tank for a couple of years yep. here. And man, it appears that way because I've actually seen a lot of articles, and maybe it's just because we're in Omaha with the Storm Chasers, but yeah. I've seen a lot of articles about their Triple A baseball team more than I have their Major League. For baseball sure, team. yeah, more people are more people are excited about the Storm Chasers <laughs> than they are the Royals. And I think another thing, Andy, and I'm not trying to say that they're tanking and stuff, but Kansas City's all you know they're they're ready for the downtown baseball stadium. Uh-huh. They want to move downtown. They want to get out of that park with the Arrowhead. They want to you know be a premier. Baseball Baseball team downtown KC, so I I don't know if that's you know promoting anything into it, yeah. but uh, they do they are not good right now, and no. they're one of the worst teams, and that is a good thing for my team. Oh, the Minnesota Twins, yes, that are winning yes. the American League Central Division right now with a record of twenty and seventeen, the only team yep. in the Central with a winning record right now. Um, One yes. yesterday, they're also nineteen and seventeen against the spread. Yeah. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Pretty good. So no, uh, a line right now that I like, Andy, is right now the Minnesota Twins to make the playoffs is at a minus one eighty. Okay, so that's not terrible odds. But to win the American League Central right now is at a minus one sixty five, and I think they have a very good shot at doing that. They have the best lineup in the American League Central, and I want to say that they do have the best pitching rotation in the central. So, I if you're, you know, hot on the Twins right now, yeah. right now is a good time to double down just because I think that they are the clearly best team in the central. I think so too. I think you can make that argument. We're closing in on 40 games this season, yep. you know, for all the squads and so it's not early anymore. No. Uh, you're starting to see trends, you're starting to see things uh kind of play themselves out and I like the Twins in the preseason to win the central anyway, yeah. you know. People are talking White Sox and some of those games have been hard to watch. Yeah. Uh the the twins though they're they're holding they're holding serve. You know, they're winning at home and spending out on the road. So Exactly. I, I, I like the twins. I like the twins there. You know, another team that we kind of were off base on was the St. Louis Cardinals. Oh my god, Andy. But you, you, they could still come back here. I, I really they do could. believe that because the Pirates. I mean, we we, we both kind of thought the Pirates give me a break. Yeah, forget it. Yeah, yeah. But man, they, they have shot out of a cannon. They've uh, come back down to earth recently. A little bit. Though. The last seven or eight games exactly. haven't looked so good. Yeah. Um. So that's where you're going to start seeing. Okay, now those wins are going to start shifting towards uh, the Lewis. Cardinals. Yeah, and you're going to have it compiling too. You're going to have <laughs> St. Louis winning more, and you're going to have. Pittsburgh losing more. So I still think for all of our St. Louis Cardinals fans, and there's a lot of them out there, there's still hope. You know, it's still right now. Yeah. So that's what I was trying to get at, Andy, is don't, you know, hang your head. You still have many, many all stars on this team. Mm -hmm. This is the rock bottom for the Cardinals. And if this is (laughs) the rock bottom for your team, like, you know, you're. 
early in the season, early enough in the season that you still can come back and stuff, that yeah. isn't a rock bottom for a team like me and you are fans of. Like <laughs> This is season in, season out kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. But they lost eight in a row before finally picking up a win against the Detroit Tigers on Sunday, buying a three-homer game right. from their guy, Goldie, Paul Goldschmidt. But, uh, you know, I, I just think their pitching really, really needs to come alive here. Yeah. Uh, one bet that if you are a Cardinals backer right now, for the Cardinals to make the playoffs right now is at plus 200. So Ooh. that is some value bet right there. If you are a yeah. homer for the Cardinals, yeah. that's probably pretty good for you. Yeah, and uh, it's just it's one of those things that the Cardinals always find a way. They yeah. always find a way, and I just feel like how uh, the – Pittsburgh has been on a slide yeah. as of recent, and they one got and nine to, out of their last ten games. There Pittsburgh you go. is there. You go, uh, and and the Cardinals are going to turn around. They always do. They're only they eight games it. out of first place right now, Andy. It's really early. Like we said, Pittsburgh is one and nine in their last ten. Milwaukee, who's second in the division, mm-hmm. is two and eight in that span. Ew. And then it, you know, it's so. It's it's very Still definitely for doable for yeah. the St. Louis Cardinals. Yep. Like we said, they have the playmakers to do it. Plus two hundred. That's probably a pretty good bet. That's yep. even that's... making it in on a wild card. So yep. yeah, uh, plus two hundred. Yeah. Just the plan, the one wild card game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, another team that we all kind of pegged for uh, bottom dwellers and. Uh, they maybe haven't been that bad, but they're still, you know, bottom four, bottom five yeah. in power rankings. That's the Colorado Rockies out there in Denver. Yeah. What are they, 16-22, they 22 right 16 now? 16 wins. Yep, yep. So, I mean, maybe not as bad as some predicted. Yeah. But uh, definitely, you know, not on the, the – they're not – 500, no. games below 500. So I think the Cardinals may be a little bit better than what some expected, but there's a lot of season left here. Yeah, exactly. The Rockers, the Rockies entered last week riding an ugly 4-14 and stretch, <laughs> but they finished you know, this, this past week with a 5-1 and against the Milwaukee Brewers and the New York Mets. So, you know, that's probably going to be one of their most successful stretches of the year but yeah give it up to the Rockies they're a lot they're probably a little bit better than we thought they were but like you said still bottom dwellers yeah. not going to have much at right. the end of the season so uh you know if you if you're a Rockies there. fan uh you know turn it in now i guess <laughs> hey remember we had old Matt Plachik on we for, did. for you know for that first week there and and he was going off about the Atlanta Braves yes, and he man was. he was right in a big way uh Ronald Acuña Jr he had him as a front runner for MVP, opened up at plus 900. Now he's emerged as one of the early favorites at plus 275. Yeah. And he also said, I like Atlanta to win the division, not only because of Acuna Jr., yeah. Spencer Strider. Remember we talked about the Strider. mustache? <laughs> he's got. He's emerged as one of the NL Cy Young no doubt. Uh, guys out sitting out in front there, rocking a 2.57 ERA, 2.57 ERA right now, 57 strikeouts, just throwing heat. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you're going to throw something out there, is he opened at plus 800. Yeah. For that Cy Young, now he's sitting at plus 225. So the odds makers, they're making adjustments as well. Exactly, Andy. And that is a very good bet. Spencer Strider is one of the best in baseball. That plus 225 is very good uh, odds right now. Like you said, with Ronald Acuna Jr. at plus 175 mm-hmm. for the National League MVP. Yep. I want to flip it to the American League, Andy, because I just feel there like it, this is it's a shoe-in. A shoe-in? A shoe-in for Shohei. A lock. A shoe-in for Shohei. Otani is going to win the American League MVP again. He's at minus 105 right now, Andy. The next closest best bet 
for him is plus 800 to his teammate, yeah. Mike Trout. That's if he, he, yeah. We're 40, almost 40 games in, and he's already a minus money <laughs> to win the MVP. It, that's a lock if you can well, find one. He, he just pa- – I mean, and it's it's just uh, – he's passing names like Babe Ruth. He just passed Babe Ruth for most strikeouts. Yep. You know, like it's just it's just crazy. And when you get to, like, check names off like yep. that uh, during a season like this uh, – I need you, Shohei, the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm not going to do that in- anymore, but yeah. I-, I would have to agree with you. Otani. Yeah, for AL MVP. Fr- yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's already minus money. Yeah, it's already minus 105 already <laughs> to win the American League MVP. It's still a good you, bet, though, I think. It is. Right? It is. It's a lock. It's a lock. You, people don't have minus, minus money for MVPs. Yeah. 35 games into the season. It's unheard of. It's absolutely atrocious that that's what it is. Yeah. But it's very hard to see somebody, you know, go off on a tangent and not have as good a year as Shohei Otani. Every year that he starts 20 games yep. and hits 20 home runs, I think he should be a shoe-in. For, he should be. For, for Nobody MVP. else is doing that like, stuff. Yeah, give me a break. That's crazy and then it he is. plays the field plays the infield on his off days he'll dh like that that guy just should be the shoe in every year for like oh and, you're suiting up you're the mvp and, and for go. one and for <laughs> once they have a winning record at this point in the season so yeah. the angels are still in it they're still you know trying to be a, a team that's in contention and with those two superstars it's going to be hard for them not to be so no shohei is a shoe in for the mvp do you have any other props like that that you want to get out yeah to i do uh, i want to talk about yoshida for the boston red sox Mazutaka Yoshida is going to be the American League Rookie of the Year. He's at plus 120 right now. Okay. The Red Sox, go. huge market team. Yep. This guy is one of their best players right now. He's going to get he's, a lot of votes. He's going to get a lot of votes. Yep, so yep, yep, yep. right now, Yoshida for the Boston Red Sox at plus 120. Lock that in. Lock in Shohei. Those are my two best bets for the Major League going forward. Pretty good-looking futures there. <laughs> All right, you heard the horn. That means we're up against it. So that'll about do it for us this week. Be sure to follow us on ESPN, Tri-Cities Radio, our Twitter handle, and also our YouTube channel, just clicked over a thousand subs. Thank Woo! you, each and every single one of you. That has been a lot of fun for us to do, especially those short videos. Yeah. The interaction, that's been a lot of fun to watch. We also got those daily free picks over on TikTok. For Jabron, the parlay pounder, I'm Andy Klassen. Thank you for listening. This has been WTL. <laughs>